Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast, presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest, Regimental Commander Brandon Johnson. Brandon's going to talk to us about command climate at the Citadel, professionalizing the process of training knobs, extending trust to the Corps of Cadets, and maintaining strength in the ring. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast, where we take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training here at the Citadel. I am very, very happy to have a special guest, Cadet Brandon Johnson. You may have heard of him. He is the regimental commander for the academic year 22-23. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey, sir. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm, I'm well. You have devoted the last three and a half years of your life to success here at the Citadel, and so I think that the audience, alumni, future parents, current students uh, will really benefit from hearing from you. So I'm going to start with a question I always start with. What prevents the Citadel from being the great institution that many people believe it is, but could even be better? I would say the actions of a few individuals um, often paint a bad image on some things we do. Mm -hmm. The bulk of students here are you know really good people and they're developing leaders but the actions of a few will kind of tarnish our reputation like a common you know phrase i hear is 10 percent of the people cause 90 percent of the problems mm -hmm. and that's the same issue we deal with here but i mean that's transferable to all walks of life whether you're in the military or the corporate field that's something that you're going to run into sure you, you've heard of the concept of the strategic corporal Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's exactly that. Now that we live in a modern media environment, uh, they, well, what's what's going well? Maybe we should talk about that. What's yeah. new this year? We're kind of back from the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of the way I looked at this year was, you know, last year was like our getting out of the hospital type of year and you're kind of doing physical therapy, you're recovering huh. from the COVID pandemic. And this year, my vision was, all right, we're back to where we were pre-COVID and it's time to get to the standard and start increasing and going above and beyond it. So What's going really well this year, you know, in the beginning of the year, we have our cadre period where the freshmen matriculate, and that was outstanding. I mean, we had good retention numbers, minimal disciplinary issues between upperclassmen and fourth class, which is something that we always strive for. But most importantly to me is I saw the level of professionalism and all the cadets just kind of increase. It, was, it wasn't a, you know, intimidate and fear leadership style. It was more, you know, follow me as like a big brother, as a mentor. So I was really pleased to see that with like our lower level ranking cadets because those are the ones who have the most contact with the freshmen because the beginning of the year is kind of focused on just the freshmen. You know, so we got them back and then like just this past weekend we had commandant's inspection. So we're about two months into the semester. What, what is a commandant? So there are a lot of folks here who are very familiar with the commandant's inspection and they will know what you're talking about. But there are also listeners that have no idea when you say commandant's inspection, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, what are the details of that? For sure. So, so we have these things called SMIs, which stands for Saturday Morning Inspection. So it's basically we have three this semester, and we just completed our last one. And there, there's a certain way that we have to organize our rooms. 
you know, our personal appearance is graded. So we're basically evaluated on, you know, a certain room standard, a certain personal appearance standard. And these are big inspections that typically start at about eight in the morning and last a few hours. So we have our regular Saturday morning inspections. And then we have first semester, we have commandants Saturday morning inspection. And then second semester, we have president Saturday morning inspection. So when we had this past weekend, was kind of centered around Colonel Gordon, Citadel's Commandant. He comes down, we have platoons outside of the barracks for him to personally inspect. So it's kind of a more beefed up Saturday morning inspection. So they're, what uniform are they wearing? So they're wearing salt and pepper for this Which one. Which explain what salt and pepper is. So salt and pepper, what does it look like? Salt and pepper is a white garrison cover and a gray dress blouse. Not our full dress blouse, it's just a blank looking gray blouse. You're wearing webbing and carrying your rifle or your sword, depending on what your position is in the court, and you're wearing plain white pants and your leather shoes. So it's a pretty simple uniform to put together. You know, you just got to make sure the pants are clean and everything's tight. But yeah. And do the rifles, are those, what kind of rifles are they, and do they come from an armory, or are they kept in cadets' rooms? So not every, there's a few different types of rifles, like, for example, Palmetto Battery has a different type of rifle than... The, the rest of the core, I believe Palmetto Battery has M1 Garands and the rest have M14. Okay. So they are kept in cadet rooms, but they're kept inside of a rifle rack that has a lock on it. I see. So all of those cadets that bear a rifle will have that little rack in their room and they have like a little padlock. So they're always secured and it's something that we check on every single night actually. Hmm. And then other cadets, you know, sword bearing junior positions or sword bearing seniors, which would just be an officer as a senior, uh, will carry a sword and wear a crossbow. And are these functional rifles? Almost. They're not quite functional. The only thing you're missing is a firing pin. Oh, so no firing pin. Yeah, but so you no could put firing a firing pin and they would... Technically, will... yes. Yeah, but okay. no, not a single rifle that's in a cadet hand is actually like functional ready for use. Do you know where they came from? Do you know, like, were they were a military question. issue? or? They, they were used in the military at one point. Of course, And we yeah. keep them in our armory here, but I couldn't tell you exactly where they okay, came from. Okay, interesting. You know, going back to what you were talking about, uh, the the operating system of the Citadel, when these freshmen arrive and they have their challenge week, uh, formerly known as Hell Week, um, that, that, that's a change in itself, changing the name from Hell Week to Challenge Week. Um, we have alumni who sometimes express concern over the softening of the Citadel. Um, how, I, I would like to talk a little bit more about that because it, it it's almost a command climate issue. It starts at the top. Um, I think Captain Peluso, our former commandant, had a lot to do with uh, shifting that, and Colonel Gordon is, is of course, building it, building on top of that his own way. You as regimental commander are responsible for thinking about uh, how we train the cadets. How would you say it has evolved over the last several years? How has it specifically evolved this year, and where, where could it continue to go in the future? Um, and, and what does that mean for the Citadel and, and its, its, its training of principled leaders and its reputation as a uh, both a difficult uh, school to graduate from and a um, an institution with a lot of tradition. Yeah, sir. That's, that's a great question. It's something I'm quite passionate about. So, you know, we do have that that deep history of intensity, and that's still there. You know, but it's there's one word. There's a little phrase that I use. It's called professionalizing the process. So, you know, look at look at society in 1980, 1990. Look at the differences between society then and now. The Citadel is the exact same way. So our mission is to produce principal leaders for all walks of life so we can send them to the civilian world prepared and ready to lead and ready to you know change the world. We can't send people that were raised in 1980 at the Citadel to society nowadays. So just like society has adapted and changed over the years, the Citadel has to do that too. So obviously with those alumni that will try and tell me I need to do this or do that, it's pretty easy for me to block it out. 
because the alumni that really care and involve themselves in the school, you know, have our support. And I hear it from them every time I see them. They, they say they're incredibly impressed with how the school looks right now and that it's so much better than when they came here mm -hmm. because we've professionalized the process and mm -hmm. we're, we're training leaders. We're not training from fear and intimidation. We're training by being a leader and a mentor. So, I mean, I know, I'm fortunate to know a ton of alumni and I've heard all the past stories about how the school was in the past. And the way that it's evolved, is, it's, it's pretty wild because as society's gotten better, I think the Citadel has too. So we're just developing with society. So whenever our graduates go out there, they're prepared for what society is. It's very, it's very interesting to hear you say that because, you know, I think one perception of the Citadel in Charleston and in the Southeast is that we are somewhat countercultural. You know, society is changing in ways that uh, people feel a little bit softer or more permissive. Uh, you know, you be you. Where here at the Citadel, you know, you show up and you are in uniform, and it's it's, it's the same discussion with the military. Um, folks look at the military and say it's it's soft, and we're having trouble recruiting. And you know, as a as a Marine Corps Reserve officer, I look at the Marines and I say, I think we're going to be in very good shape if we have to go to war with one of our near peer rivals. Uh, and we're constantly preparing and adjusting. It sounds like uh, that may be similar to what uh, what you all are doing. My question to you is, what's missing? What uh, what needs to be added to the training curriculum in order to take the Citadel to the next level and to make sure those cadets are really representing what it is we're trying to accomplish in training principal leaders? There was one thing I could add or change, um, kind of with like a snap of my finger, would just be to extend a little bit more trust to all the cadets because you know like myself personally I'm usually pretty disciplined and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and really do anything with bad judgment but you know I believe once we graduate here we're kind of on our own at that point you know we'll have our family support but some people are kind of just on their own so it's I think giving cadets more personal responsibility and trust and letting them kind of you know everyone's gonna fail at some point but it matters like what have they learned from that failure instead of babysitting and kind of like watching them so closely, you know, give them X amount of days off and just let them go or let them wear whatever they want to wear because it's, that's what we're, it's going to be in society. Like once we clock out at 5 p.m. from the work day, it's like I'm not, I'm not in the office anymore, you know. So maybe giving the cadets a little bit of a decompression time so they can – because that's what they're going to see in the real world. It's really interesting to hear you say that. Uh, first of all, because when you read the histories, the biographies of a lot of – Famous Citadel graduates, the Ernest Hollings, the uh, the list goes on and on. They talk about times that they failed as a cadet and how formative that was. Um, and the second thing is, you know, now we have the cadet 24-hour schedule. You know, it, that is the training schedule, and it sounds exhausting. The very title of it is uh, is exhausting. You know, and as a Marine, you know, we love to work our Marines nearly to death. I, I think you guys are really, particularly as college students, um, you're you're on a very tight leash. And there's, a, I think there's. Um, I can't speak for anyone but myself, but I suspect that there's a feeling that if you let these kids loose, who knows what kind of uh, turmoil could happen. Um, what, are, what are the mechanisms by which, you know, uniforms out in town, that's one you yeah. mentioned, uh, allow cadets to dress, you know, in appropriate civilian attire and see how that goes. What are other mechanisms by which the Corps could be extended more trust, in your opinion? So one, one idea that I've kind of had in I, th I think it's a good idea. I think it could work. And, you know, with all these things, like you're talking about civilian clothes or, you know, changing the overnight policy, it's something that... Well, what, is, what are you talking about, changing the overnight policy? That's what I'm, I'm going to get. Oh, okay. So, so, but just kind of to preface all that, it's something that it's a piece of trust that's extended, but that can also be brought back, you know? So if we feel like the core cadets is ready to have an added responsibility, it's like, we'll put that there. 
but it's something that can be taken back to. So it's almost like a test. So something I've been thinking about is like the overnight policy on an open weekend. So say it's a Friday afternoon and we finish parade. We have nothing to do between you know Friday at 1700 until Sunday for seniors at 2230 and then freshmen, junior, sophomores at 1950. We have nothing to do that weekend. When you say open weekend, just what is what is an open weekend? So open weekend just basically signifies that there's nothing that training schedule you refer to. No football to, game, there's no nothing inspection. Going on. You're okay. free to go, pretty okay. much, unless you know you have some some things may be class specific. So the sophomores might have something on one weekend that no one else does. That'll be a closed weekend technically, which means that there's an event going on mm-hmm. that's mandatory, but it's not mandatory for seniors, so they don't have to be there. Got it. But open weekend, if you see that on the training schedule, it basically means good to go. So instead of making cadets use an overnight pass for each for Friday night and Saturday night, maybe just let them sign out on Friday night and they don't have to come back until Sunday. Because you know, like like I mentioned earlier, whenever we get out to the real world, I'm not gonna be submitting passes or anything for leaving. You know, it's a different story if we have some events because it's an accountability issue to see where people are, but that, that whole system can still remain. It's just the physical you're not submitting a pass and using one of your passes when you have nothing to do anyway. So right now, if you have an open weekend, you still have to check in regularly? So say say an open weekend was coming up and parade just finishes, I would have to submit an overnight pass for Friday night if I wanted to and stay. And those are up. limited? They are limited. How you many do you get? Well, it depends on what class you are. So like freshmen, next, the second semester freshmen will get four, okay. depending on what their grades are. So it's a big that is a big incentive for us to do well in, in school is if you get good grades, you get more leave incentives, so you get extra overnight passes or a 24-hour pass, which a 24-hour pass is basically like, I could use a 24-hour pass on a Tuesday and just take the entire 24 hours off, but you can't use an overnight pass on a weekday. Okay. So 24 is kind of like over-rocket stuff, but there's still certain circumstances that will you know, limit your ability to use a 24, but that's where like the incentive comes from is mainly just grades, and as you progress at the Citadel, you get like more overnights allotted to your lead bank. Right. So obviously as a senior, I think I had like 18 overnight passes. First so more semester. than you could almost yeah, even I mean, use. Yeah, I still have like 10 left. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to use them. But the freshmen, sophomores, juniors only have X amount, you know, whether it's right. four or six or eight. So it's just another one of those things. Like I want to give the Corps of Cadets trust and, and give them added responsibility because I've seen the, the benefits of you know, holding trust and having added responsibility because it just keeps you in line more. So right now, you know, help me understand where the lack of trust comes in. You get out of parade, you have to submit your overnight pass. What, what where, where is it that they're being babysat, that's a word, uh, in that process? Well, they that, have to check just, back in on Saturday night that, or? That's not really, it's not really that they have to check in. They still get to leave. It's not really like babysitting them. It's more or less, not treating them like adults and, and giving them the free will just to leave when they want to leave. I see. You know, it's kind of just like a, I have nothing to do here, so why shouldn't we just be able just to get So what would you start with, seniors? Hey, just go. Seniors and juniors, probably. Seniors and, juniors. And, and I get this idea from, I went to a senior military college conference at University of North Georgia a few weeks ago, probably like a month and a half ago, and this is kind of a system they all use. We mm-hmm. all got to sit down and like talk about what works for us. Fantastic. So I spoke with... I think it was nine schools, all their regimental commanders and a few other like key leadership positions there. And we helped them like handle discipline. They showed us because there's the Citadel is definitely with VMIs right there too. But out of all the military colleges, Citadel definitely has the strictest rules and the most regulations. But 
I don't have an issue with that. I actually take pride in our rules and regulations because it makes us who us are and, and gives us like so much strength in our ring. So I'm fine with all that. But there was a lot of good ideas that we were able to bounce off each other, and that was something that they mentioned that they don't have to submit like overnight passes or anything like that. Like once they're off the schedule, they're off the schedule, and they can take their, their leave time and just come back whenever, you know, the next formation. I think that's just fantastic. You know, in the, in the military, we have inter-service discussions, and we have inter-service rivalries, and thus we also do joint, uh, well, we do joint training, and then we do uh, training with other militaries, and we learn from them, or they learn from us, and it's really great that the Citadel is participating in those type of yep. idea sharing. Any any other interesting things you learned from the other militaries in your military academies? Yeah, well, I mean, I learned a lot, and leaving there, it just kind of gave me a, a deeper sense of pride in the Citadel and like where we come from because we have we're, we're pretty squared away. And sometimes I, I look at all the little things, and this is a fault of my own leadership, and I'm like, we're messing up here. And it's really easy to look at the negative things, what we're not doing well, because whatever you're naturally really critical of yourself and who you're responsible for, which is kind of like most people here because that's the life that we've lived so far. You think of all the negative things, but leaving that conference, I was like, you know, we're actually doing pretty good. Like, we still have issues. We're never going to be perfect. The Citadel's never been perfect, even though some people don't want to admit that. It's never <laughs> been perfect, right? Right. So I, I, I learned a ton. I mean, it was, just, it was just really cool to see how they operate. Like, for at the Citadel, demerits and merits don't mean too much like five demerits or five merits aren't gonna change your cadet career but at texas a&m five demerits will have you here will like have you restricted to the campus for a couple months mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to see how they do their disciplinary processes and how they give out incentives or how their leave looks and stuff like that it was really cool i had a great time on the trip i definitely learned a ton where, where is the uh north georgia military academy it's in um North Georgia? It's in North Georgia. Oh, it's a okay. small town. It yeah. is a very small town. Dalla... Oh, gosh. Well, we Dallanega, can, I think. Dallanega. Dallanega, Georgia. Yeah. All right, good. Well, listen, you also get to live in Charleston, so that's yes, what I'm going to say. Uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to hear you say uh, this idea that you you look at the negative and like that's sort of what you that's what you churn on, that's what you mull over. So many of the great leaders I've had an opportunity to learn from have the same affliction you yep. know they, 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 it's really hard to see we just had leadership day here wow 10,000 moving parts we got all the cadets almost without exception off campus uh we had this fantastic uh, opportunity for something and we are very self-critical here inside uh -huh. the cross center on like this could have gone better we had a bad you know bad situation here or whatever it was and we're always trying to aim for that you know it's a it's a near Sisyphusian task to uh, constantly push the boulder up the hill and yep. think you're going to reach the top only to have it roll down and you got to push it again. Uh, but maybe that 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 builds uh, grit and determination among uh, cadet leadership. All right, last question for you here, Brandon, is you now have almost four full years. You're, you're a ring-knocking Citadel senior. Um, if, if you could go back in time and sit with those incoming freshmen or future knobs even and with all the knowledge you have today what would you tell that that parent of that young high school senior about the citadel and about how to be prepared for the citadel and about what to do with the citadel what if you again i guess recap if you knew then what you know now what would your advice be to that young man or woman thinking about coming to the citadel yeah now that i couldn't imagine being in that position because it's the amount that i've learned you know about myself and other people conflict resolution how to manage relationships 
over these past years is just like it's 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 incredible. Sometimes you know you're moving at 100 miles an hour and you don't really think about it. But if I could go back and speak to freshmen or incoming freshmen, which I love to do, my little brother's actually coming here next year. Oh. Yeah. So I love doing that and helping provide it's a, big, a little it's a big boots to fill. Yeah. I think he can do a better job. All right. He's all he's right. he's awesome. But if I could go back and tell them, it, it's the most important thing that I tell freshmen is you're here, so be a part of the family and give it your effort. So. Whenever you whenever you come to the Citadel, if you come to the Citadel, don't waste any time. Like get to work immediately because some people just waste their time and they don't invest themselves in the process and what it means to you know go to the Citadel. And that was by far the best choice I made in life was to give the effort. And I decided in day three of you know Challenge Week when I first got here that I was gonna just give every little bit of effort I had, and I was like it'll take me up to the top. And I mean that's exactly what happened it's what, what you put into the citadel is what you're going to get out so if you Man. put in tons and tons of effort you're going to you're going to reap the transformational benefits of it and the amount of of people that i've just met and been fortunate to have conversations with i mean it's it's pretty insane and i don't see that happening anywhere else in life you know i've met generals i've met governors i've you know had dinner with mayors you know i'm sitting right here with a harvard grad right. fighter pilot right. you know, so it's 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 pretty, it's pretty insane, and it, it's definitely the best choice I've made in my entire life. But you just have to remember that it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress and a lot of heat really quickly. But you have to look at the bigger picture and say, where is it going to take me in five to ten years? And that's, that was my driving force the entire time I was here. And now it's kind of surreal to think that I don't even have a whole year left. Where are you going to apply it next? You know, that's the, that's the question. That's the real question. Where's where, this principal leader going? Where do I want to? I've go got some next? ideas. We're going to do that off tape. Brandon, <laughs> you are echoing the words of, uh, of my mentor and boss here, Colonel Clark. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. I think that's great advice for incoming uh, knobs. Thank you so much for joining us today, and thanks for your service to the Corps of Cadets. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast, presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership On Demand.